At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. You know, Amal, we listen to our viewers. And yesterday we had Jeff Erickson, co-founder of Rotowire on for the first time in studio since he's here with his crew in Vegas this week. Such positive response, emails, letters, texts, our listeners all over the country in Denver, on the Gambler in South Florida. They said, we want more Jeff Erickson and you're going to get him. In 30 minutes, he'll be in studio again, this time previewing the NFL season. Looking forward to it. We know how much knowledge he has in baseball, extremely well-versed on the NFL as well. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, Amal. Uh, I know you and I did not bet the home run derby last night. Don't, don't but even your ask reaction me. to this fiasco. What, what fiasco is that? They didn't count the home runs correctly. I have no idea. I, People are betting on this. Well, so the, Schwar- question, the better question so, is why. So, so first, so first round matchup, Schwarber's a big favorite over Pujols. Yeah. They both hit 20 home runs, but ESPN missed one of Schwarber's. And so Pujols advanced plus $3. Then in the final between uh, Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto, you know, the rule is the ball has to land either in the stands or on the field before the pitcher can throw the next pitch. Soto's batting practice but just kept pitching while the ball was in the air, hit several home runs while it happened. They didn't discount them, and he won by one to claim the championship. Good for him. <laughs> well, listen, you, you know in corporate, the rule oh, of thumb is don't ask for uh, permission, ask for forgiveness. What were they going to do? Say, no, no, this one wasn't going to count. Come on, you know this is an exhibition. They don't care. Now, tonight, Major League Baseball has announced if the score is tied at the this. end of nine, they're going to do another home run derby. The, the, is this Ludicrous. A- but for scorekeeping purposes, here at Circa, we've already announced 
we're going to grade this like a soccer match. Uh -huh. Regulation, first nine. So total inside is based on the first nine. We're not going to get into how are we going to score the home run derby at the end of it if it's a tie. By the way, you guys should have baseball totals now, nine innings or not. With, I mean, these these ghost games, runners, with, with these, these ghost, ghost runners? runners? Yeah. We should, we should book baseball like soccer. 100%. Three -way, yeah, on the three-way, right? Yeah, I'd I love mean, it. You, I mean, you got a guy running the sport that hates the sport. <laughs> how can Manfred keep doing this stuff? I don't know. Why would you bring in a labor guy to run baseball? Well, he's making Bud Selig look good. Now, <laughs> uh, before we get to the All-Star game, uh, on Tuesdays I've been giving out my alternating lists of top MVP candidates and top Cy Young candidates in both leagues. Yes, are go we going to talk about the All-Star game? We are after this. Well, then take your time on this. Uh, I'm going to drag it out. Yeah, we'll please get do. It, we'll, get, we'll get into detail. <laughs> we'll, get into, we'll get into detail. Um, Okay, let's start in the American League, and I'll give you my list, and then you can react to it. Uh, these two have been at the top all year. Um, you, you, you asked me this question a couple weeks ago. If I voted today, who would I give it to, McClanahan or Verlander? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was torn. You were very clear on McClanahan at that point. I agree with you. I think he's, he's established himself, although I think those two, uh, there's distance between them and the third choice. I have McClanahan first, Verlander second. McClanahan leads baseball in ERA at 171 and whip at .80. He's 10-3 and three for the race. He's actually co-favorite with Verlander. You can find them both at plus 225 right now. He's 10-3. and three. Verlander a notch below him in terms of ERA at 189 and whip .88. He's second in the American League in both. Uh just uh, uh, an inning less pitch for Verlander, and 12-3 and three has two more victories, of course, playing with that Astros offense. I have McClanahan first, Verlander second. I've got Shohei third right now, and I don't know if he's going to be able to continue this run, but I do think he's going to get consideration in this market. His last six starts, them all have been dynamite. Zero or one earned runs in all of them. Picks up six straight victories, now 9-4. and four. Drops his ERA from 3-3 down to 2-3-8. Now, he does have 87 innings pitched because he's pitching every seven days. Um, but he's starting to get deeper into games. Remember, he was go five, five and two-thirds, six. He's starting to get into the seventh inning in these games. Whip below one. And his odds right now are plus 825. He's actually the fourth choice in the market. I got Garrett Cole fourth. I mean, to me, one, two are right here. Three, four are right here together. Cole ERA at 302, but he eats the innings, 113 and a third. Whip under one. Nine and two record for the Yankees. He's eight to one. And then a new entry. I haven't had in all year. I thought the White Sox would win three out of four in Minneapolis and make this race in the AL Central a lot tighter. They did just that, finishing off with another dominating performance from Dylan Cease, the major league leader in strikeouts. ERA 215 improves the record now to nine and four them all. The whip is a little high, 118, 104 innings. And he is 11-1 to 1 in the market right now. Your thoughts on my American League list? Uh, I disagree with Cole being fourth. I think he should be fifth. You would have Cease fourth? Yes. Wow. Well, I actually would have Cease third. Okay. Dylan Cease's last 11 starts. Do you know how many earned runs he's given up? I'm going to say eight. Three. All right, that was high. Yeah, a little bit. But Dylan re remember we were talking about what is the struggle between Cease and, and Giolito we're having? But here's the thing. Cease had two bad starts, right? I mean, that really distorts his, his whip and his yeah, ERA. The seven, he gave up seven earned runs against yeah. Boston. But against and, the Yankees, he gives yeah. up six earned runs. In four innings, he has 11 strikeouts. Yeah. This guy has been lights out. The one difference between McClanahan and him for me right now is Cease has had two bad starts where he gave up the seven and six and the walks. He's given up 46 walks. That's why we see the whip at 1.18, whereas McClanahan has just given up 18 walks with about six innings pitched more. However... Uh, Cease has made 19 starts so far. I think McClanahan's at 18. 
Um, I, I, Otani, I got no qualms with him being third. I would actually probably have Verlander at fourth. I, I would have to argue the way Cease has pitched over the last two months, he'd have second? to be second. Yes. Wow. McCle- so McClanahan, you, go ahead, sorry. Do you, do you think it warrants a bet right now at 11-1? to 1? I, I do, absolutely, okay. because the let's take Cole out of the equation for a minute. Okay. For me, it's a four-hit, four-horse race. Otani's outstanding. Um, but the one knock on him will be he'll wind up with about 20, probably 26, 27 starts, where the other guys will wind up with 31 to 33 starts. And th- go ahead, you were going to say something? No, go ahead. And then Verlander, to me, if he gets injured at all for any reason, if he misses a couple of starts, and Jeff pointed that out, McClanahan right now has to be the clear-cut favorite, but I don't think it's like the National League. And I think when you look in the NL, and we'll get to that in a second, there is far separation between what we see with Sandy and everybody else, whereas in the American League, I- I'm telling you, the way Dylan sees his pitch, he's got a big game coming up against the Guardians this weekend. This guy continues to pitch the way he is. Think about this. He went Sunday. He could have gone further. He went like 93 or 94 yeah, pitches. They were, they were big. They, they, they were blew it up. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gives up one hit. I mean, this guy has been absolute lights out. 11 consecutive starts of a single run. And not a, and during that stretch, not has not given up two runs to anybody. Very impressive. You're making a good case for Cease. All right, let's flip it over to the National League where we, t- we talked about Sandy Alcantara. Um, he's still number one and should be. Uh, we we looked at him. You rem- remember two months ago, maybe nine weeks ago, you could still find him at six to one, yeah. five to one, minus a dollar thirty. Now takes a tough loss against the Phillies on Friday. ERA one point seven six. How about the innings though? One hundred and thirty eight. He's <laughs> lapping even. The, 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 he's twenty more than the next guy, uh, who's Max Fried. One hundred eight thirty eight and a third. Whip of point nine. He's nine and four on a team that doesn't score a lot of runs in the Marlins. I now. I have four of the same five from two weeks ago and one addition. I moved up Corbin Burns to second. And what, what I did is I dropped Gonsolin yeah. from second to fourth. And why I did is because he gives up uh, five earned runs, I believe, against the Cardinals. That took his ERA from 1-5 up to 2. Whip's still the best uh, in the National League. But so I move up Burns. He hasn't had a false note. The Brewers can't score any runs for him. Correct. He's hanging at 7-4. and four. He should probably be 11-4 or 11-3. But it sits at seven and four. Whips the same as Alcantara, 0.90, 113 and two thirds. He is six to one in the second choice right now. He's the guy I don't have a ticket on. Max Fried just keeps getting better as the Braves are getting better. Two six four ERA, 119 and a third innings. The whip a little bit over one, and he's ten and three right now. He's the guy with the Braves battling down the stretch with the Mets in the second half. Could come close to 20 wins. Gonsolin's still 11 and 0, so I still think he has a chance if the guy goes 16, 17, 18 and 0. He might get some votes here. He's 14 to 1 right now. And then I reinserted Joe Musgrove in here because I just can't keep um, Nola and Wheeler in there because they've had some bumps along the road. When you look at what Musgrove's done for the Padres, he's clearly carried this team to where they are, second in the National League West at 8 and 2. Uh, can he continue down the road here? I don't know. Your thoughts on my list? I think your list is pretty good. The only one I'd give a little pushback with, and it's not really a strong argument, yeah. is Nicholas. For Max Freed. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I get why you've got Gonsolin and Musgrove in there, but Freed's had 19 starts. He's had five starts where he's given up three runs or more. Mikolas um, has only had. Uh, he's been unbelievable. He's Miles had four Mikulis. starts where he's given up three runs or more. This guy's been outstanding. And he's beaten good pitchers. He's he going up against has. aces and, and won these. He's been good for betters. His uh, ROI's got to be top five, top 10 this year. No question. Yeah. Freed 10 and three. Uh, Miles Mikolas uh, at uh, seven and seven. All right, I've given us a full minute to discuss the All Star game here. National League's favorite at home. I don't know why. They've lost eight in a row. 
This this is remember I don't I'm a little older than you Amal but growing up the National League never lost these games they won like nine in a row and then Freddie Lynn hit that grand slam yeah. off Atlee Hamaker in '83 American League sixteen three and one in the last twenty wow National League favored here total eight maybe seven and a half look if you're making a totals bet here or even if you're making a side bet how is their sports book scoring this are they going to count the home run derby and how are they going to count it. Actual number of home runs, or will it be like hockey one? Yeah. You know, because soccer, when you get into added time, uh, they count the goals. So I think it's very important how you bet it. Any thoughts on how, if you were betting, you would attack this game? Uh, I I really don't have an opinion one way or the other. Don't have enough information on it. But, you know, you mentioned the home run thing. If it's just a singular goal like in hockey where they count, like – then it doesn't matter, right? Because if you go to extra innings, it's going to be four, three, if, five, four. If the National League win, if it goes three to th- the National League, w- it goes four, four. Or th- let's say it's three, three. And the National League wins the home run thing five to four. It should just be four to three, Correct, right? Exactly. I mean, you would yeah. think, would, but yeah. But you got to be careful. Whenever you're making a bet, read all the fine and uh, read all the fine rules and the house rules. I want to ask Jeff Erickson briefly when he comes on what he thinks about Kershaw getting the start in this game tonight at Chavez Ravine. The Vison Summer Special is here for only nineteen dollars. You get everything Vison has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you get Adam Burke every single day on Major League Baseball. All of our NFL preseason coverage, including the great Michael Lombardi. Premium articles on golf. I think Wes Reynolds has won like eight straight tournaments, UFC and NASCAR. It starts out with a daily email at 9 a.m. with the best bets. Point spread weekly every Wednesday and use of all of our betting tools, including the Betty Splits page and a live video stream whenever you want it. $19 through the end of the month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. When we come back... Week one, college football moves. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that. See that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com product does contain nicotine which is an addictive chemical odds on with mike palm and amal shaw jeff erickson co-founder of rollerwire he was so good yesterday we're going to bring him back for a second day here and this time we'll change our focus to the nfl as he also covers the nfl from a fantasy and betting perspective as well as golf and, and some other sports we found out yesterday but he was terrific and we got a lot of positive feedback from you both on social and through direct messages to us here at visa and so we thank you for that amal real quickly there is some tennis going on around the world right now uh, the women are in Palermo. There's a match yet to go. Sarah Irani yep. against Elisabetta Conciaretto. Conciaretto, $1.90. Yeah, I think she'll take care of business here. But uh, Irani on clay is tremendous. Um, kind of getting up there in age a little bit. Both Italians should be an interesting matchup here. Um, okay. I want to talk about college football week one. We talked about NFL week one and the line moves so far. I want to talk about these games and then... Where do you think the line goes from where it's at right now? And can anybody get some closing line value by making this play now? Let's start out at this game we've talked about at length. An interesting game, both for a first-year coach and Billy Napier, home game with Florida, but a cross-sectional game with the Pac-12 champions Utah and Kyle Whittingham, who you believe are a decent bet at 5-1 to to make the playoffs, traveling all the way to Gainesville here. Utah, a two-point road favorite in the Swamp, with a total of 52 and a half. Is the line right, and where do you think the line closes? I think the line is right. I think the line closes three. I also think the total is correct. Um, this is a very important game for Florida. you got a new coach. you got a marquee program coming in, not necessarily from a historical standpoint, but from a 2022 season standpoint. And I think if you're Florida, you got to set a tone early on. Anthony Richardson's going to be a tough guy to contain. But do they have the supporting cast to go with that? That's the big question mark when you look at the Florida Gators right now. Does the talent match up with what they have at quarterback? And can this team uh, really put it together and piece it together? Because, Mike, I'm concerned if they lose this first game, this team could potentially, depending on how the game plays out, it could be a serious factor going forward. I think this game is an interesting game for the Pac-12 and an important one. Yeah, It's one thing when, you know, the Pac-12 teams have to go like Oregon and go and play and go and play Alabama or Georgia somewhere in the southeast and Dallas or Atlanta, and they're a 10 to 17-point underdog. But here's a spot where Utah, which you could argue is the most physical team in the Pac-12, yep. who can punch you in the nose, who can do that to USC and do that to Oregon and UCLA, can they do that to a mid-tier SEC school? 
Are these SEC defenses a different breed to where Utah is not going to be able to push Florida around? That's a great question, and I think they can. When you look at it, I thought the uh, Utah offense did that to the Ohio State defense in the Rose Bowl. Um, they've done this consistently. This is the hallmark under which Kyle Whittingham has kind of made his bones. The other thing I would point to, even though Whittingham in the, in the last several bowl games has not had the record he's had in the past, I think they've lost three or four bowl games in a row, but they've played higher competition. Um, they've always done a great job of being prepared for those games, and I think it's a scenario where you've got this much time to get ready for the Gators in a really important game for Utah. If Utah wins this game, it strengthens their argument to get into the college football playoff because everybody in the SEC outside of Alabama and Georgia always yells SEC, SEC, riding the coattails of Bama and Georgia. So then if Utah beats Florida, it only strengthens the argument that this team has a potential to get in. And I think when you look at it, it's going to be a three-horse race for two spots, Utah, Georgia, and Clemson. We, we mentioned the games at Georgia, at Alabama, Oregon. Takes on Georgia, and I believe that game is in. Is that in Atlanta? Or yeah, it's Georgia? in Atlanta. In Atlanta, this game opened sixteen and a half a mall. Currently, it sits at the Bulldogs, defending national champs, lane seventeen with a total of fifty-one. Is the line wild or right, and where does it close? I think the line's a little bit wild. I like the Ducks getting seventeen in this one. Um, look, Mike, this is a perfect example of a team getting a reputation number. This was the type of number I would expect last year with Georgia's defense. It, it was funny. Um, I saw somebody was arguing with me about Georgia being the greatest defense I've ever seen. I said, well, you obviously didn't watch 2011 Alabama. You don't lose this much talent and not have a little bit of a drop-off. It's just not possible. You don't. There's a reason why certain players, when you lose them, it takes a little bit of time. And I think this is the perfect time. Oregon's going to have mobility at the quarterback position. They've got some talent there. Dan Lanning, remember, the quarterback, excuse me, the defensive coordinator at Georgia will be the new head coach at Oregon. I'm not saying that's going to help them win this game, but we're, we're looking at it from a number standpoint. I think it's a big number here. I think the total's too low. I, I, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I would take, dome. Yeah. With the, the, to your point, losing that much talent on defense and your head coach knows your defense intimately well? You're gonna, both teams are going to score some yes. points. I would agree with you there. I think this total goes up. I didn't, I didn't even look at that. Yeah. I was so fixated on the 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to agree with you. I think it is low. Okay. Your school against my school. Mm-hmm. Notre yeah, Dame goes right. into the shoe. A tough scheduling spot for them. This number's been consistent across the board of them all. The Buckeyes lane 14 and a hook. Total of 58. Wilder right. And where does the number close? You know, I don't... It's funny. A lot of people say this number's a little bit short and they think Ohio State's going to blow out Notre Dame. I Look, there's a strong probability that happens in my opinion. Um, but... I'm not ready to lay 14 and a half because the one question mark that still has to be addressed is the Ohio State defense. From a winning standpoint, the offense is so good. I think they can cover up a lot of flaws, and we saw Stroud get better after that Oregon game. Uh, but Notre Dame's got a lot to prove, and here's the one advantage that Ohio State does have. Jim Knowles, his last game at Oklahoma State was against Notre Dame. so he, he's familiar. And they shut him out in the second yeah, half. Yeah, shut him out in the second half. Now you got better players to do that with. Remember Tanner McAllister, the safety at Oklahoma State, He's going to be kind of the, the coach on the field for uh, Ohio State this year as he transferred Whit Knowles up there. But I don't know. The big question I have, and this is the concern, and this is what I'm looking for in this game more than anything else. How does Notre Dame's offense fare? What do they do? Um, because to me, that's going to kind of give us an s- idea of how effective this team can be going forward the rest of the year. The backyard brawl in week one. This used to be a matchup at the end of the year. And it's at Pitt, West Virginia, at Pittsburgh, Pitt lane a touchdown with a total of 54 and a half. Wilder right, and does the number close at seven? I think the number uh, is right, but I like the Mounties, excuse me, getting seven. 
I think the one thing you have to remember, and, and this is so true in rivalry games, I was looking back at this. You know, Auburn has beaten Alabama four times in the last 12 or 13 years, something Should like that. Should have been five. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? And and they're, they've never been at that level minus the cam year yep. uh, of Alabama. And so I think when you look at this, you remember 07 when the Mountaineers should have been playing for a national title and they lost a pit in Morgantown? At the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this this is one of those scenarios where I feel like this is going to be a one-possession game barring just an anomaly of turnovers by one side or the other. This is going to come down to one possession. to give Pitt the edge to win the game. But this is I, I think we said this about the NFL. You can take advantage of money line opportunities in the early weeks because uh, books haven't adjusted for what teams could potentially be. And I think West Virginia is a team you could look at here. Uh, you've got the USC transfer, Keaton Slovis, at quarterback. But remember, no Jordan Addison. That's a huge blow. Um, I think if you're Pittsburgh, you better be ready for a real fight here. And then Florida State against LSU. A very interesting game for both programs here, trying to uh, get back. Uh, and Brian Kelly's first g- game with uh, the Tigers. They're laying three with a total of 51.5. Is that number right, and where does it close? Um, this is interesting to me. I got to give the edge to LSU here, uh, just simply based on the talent that they have compared to what Florida state is Jordan Travis under center inconsistent for Florida state uh, last year at times could play well, but just didn't put it together consistently. Uh, I'd like to see how this team fares. Uh, this is not a game I'm going to bet before it starts, but looking forward to this matchup. Uh, Benson now transfers in from Oregon at the tailback position. This should be a fun game to see. This, this is the standalone Monday, Sunday night, Sunday, Sunday Sunday night, night okay. game from the Superdome. Great. Uh, uh, oh, in New God. Orleans. <laughs> I don't under, you know what I don't understand? How Oregon agrees to play Georgia in Atlanta. What's the matter? The Sanford Stadium was occupied that day? <laughs> I mean, you're playing LSU. What's the matter? Is something going on down in the bayou in Baton Rouge that they can't use Tiger Stadium? I don't understand how you agree to these so-called neutral site games. Pac-12 needs to have these neutral site games in Vegas at Allegiant. I have it at the that? Rose Bowl. It's They're going to travel. You, They'll travel. USC should be here. USC should here. play somebody at the Rose Bowl. It's a neutral yeah. site. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more. One more here. Uh, Cincy and Arkansas. At, at Fayetteville, Ooh. Arkansas opened seven. The number hasn't moved. Total 54. Will it close seven? And is this too big of a number? I don't think it's too big of a number. I think the total's a little bit high. Um, I think this game's going to be an under. Uh, as Dab- One of my favorite lines, not a big Dabo Sweeney guy, but I love one of his lines. He said this about what Clemson when they played Ohio State and they shut him out in the, in the playoff. He goes, them boys are in trouble. And let me tell you, Cincinnati's in trouble. I, I just think they're going to struggle. I think Pittman's a tremendous defensive coach. He doesn't get enough credit for the turnaround that they've had at Arkansas with K.J. Jefferson and company. I like them at home in Fayetteville. Will Fickle get this team back to a playoff? Uh, eventually, or was it the Big Twelve in a bottle last year. No, I, I think it'll be easier once they're in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I, I think they'll have an opportunity. But the Big Twelve is going to be far more competitive. They may not be at the level of the SEC or the Big Ten, but I think it's going to be a fun and competitive league. All right, when we come back, Jeff Erickson from RotoWire joins us to discuss NFL. We'll start with the AFC North. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Well, of course you do. That's why you're listening to Visa. Check out our Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of Visa experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Las Vegas and all across this great land of ours. Download the Visa Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. Gentlemen on my left, my co-host Amal Shaw, and back by popular demand all across this country. You send us emails, text, social media. Jeff Erickson was so good in studio yesterday. We want more. Okay, he's still in Vegas, so we'll give you more of him today. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we're going to talk football today, but I'm going to start you with this question. Okay. If the All-Star Game was in Miami this year. And Sandy Alcantara had a 7-2 and two record with a 2-1-3 ERA and 71 innings pitched with a war of 2.2 and 75 strikeouts. And Clayton Kershaw was 9-4, and four, led the National League in ERA at 176, led Major League Baseball in innings at 138, 123 strikeouts and a war of 5.3. Would Alcantara be starting for the National League? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's two things. It's home, home field. And it's career achievement. I mean, let's face it. Clayton Kershaw is one of the goats. Um, he's awesome. We all love him. He is, he's never started an all-star game before. It's in Dodger Stadium. It's a perfect storm. Um, now, it's, you can run to a debate. Is the all-star game supposed to be the guy having the best year this year, best half year? Or is it a combination of good year and career achievement? Who are the best players? Same with making the team in the first place, too. I get all that. Um, but I'm really not up in arms about who starts, who comes in next. It doesn't really affect me that much. Quick thoughts on the scorekeeping in the uh, home run derby last night. Um, so this is a confession, guys. I didn't watch. I went to Lotus, and then uh, we went to Top Golf. Yeah. Um, so uh, sorry, I, I, I don't know. I, I, fo- I found <laughs> out through Twitter, but they missed kept track of the home runs. It de- determined who went on, and then in the final round, Soto's pitcher was was throwing the ball before the ball landed. He hit several home runs. They didn't discount him, and oh. he wins by one. Schwarber, Schwarber, and Pujols tied, but they miscounted. They miscounted one of Schwarber's homers, so Pujols advanced instead of a, a homer off or whatever. It was it was really botched. I'll say this. I wouldn't want to see anything just decided by a judge or yeah. some technicality like that. It's like instant replay. When I mean, you have somebody stealing a base and his foot comes off the bag for a nanosecond. Hyper Yeah, I just, that's not what replay yeah. was for. It's to correct egregious errors. That's the word, egregious. We're going to talk AFC North here. Right now, the Ravens are the division favorites at a plus a dollar sixty, and a Mall's choice to win the Super Bowl at twenty to one. I see here you can find them at twenty two to one. Bengals are plus a dollar ninety, defending AFC champs, and your team. Yes. Browns plus two seventy five, Steelers ten to one. When you handicap this division, let's start with this question: Don't you have to start with will you think Deshaun Watson plays, and how much does he play this year? Oh, it's a valid question because the rest of the roster is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have a really championship-ready team or contention-ready team, but you could have Jacoby Brissett for an entire season, and we've seen that movie before. It doesn't end well. Um, I would say that, I mean, I'm, I'm not a handicapper, but the fact that Watson's threatening to sue the NFL right now doesn't bode well for him for playing this year. That would be If you're using that, reading eight tea leaves at all, I don't have any inside sources. I don't know, but my guess is it's going to be more than a token penalty. I tend to agree with you. It would be interesting to see how this thing plays out. And generally, the NFL doesn't ever want to go through discovery, so they usually settle the That's cases. That's also true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But go how's ahead. that working for Trevor Bauer right now? Well, he's getting paid, but he's not playing. And I, I, Does he get the opportunity to come back? I know we're supposed to be talking football here, but does he get a chance to come back? 
No, I don't think so. I, no. I believe he never pitches in Major League Baseball again. I, w- I would make that wager if I could, and pretty confidently. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Buffalo clear-cut in the AFC East. I don't think we'll get much argument from you on that one. When you look around the landscape of the AFC, though, I think the power has changed a little bit from Kansas City potentially dispersed equally in the AFC West between the Chargers and even Denver. Um, I don't believe in Cincinnati coming back. I thought that was a bit of a fluke year. I think Buffalo is the team you have to go through. Why? why you, what, what's your problem? Because he knows I'm a Bengals fan. I know. Oh, I, I know what, what I, he's, I know it, what he's going for here. I, 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 I apologize. <laughs> I forgot about. It. We were just talking about it. it wasn't it's okay. Even, it's it wasn't good. that way. But I, I'm just saying. I I thought last year they caught Kansas City in the perfect situation. If you're the Chiefs, you look back and you say, "How did we not beat this team?" If you're the Tennessee Titans, you got you got the Bengals at home. They sacked Joe Burrow nine times. You got to be able to win that game. It's because the Bengals play better defense than people realize. Um, and they, they outcoached the Chiefs in that EFC championship game. The halftime adjustment was massive. Yeah. That stop right before halftime. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was a terrible play call. To, but, uh, to, and terrible execution, too. Yeah. Just well, you can't, have, you can't be in the field of play. You have to be. The ball has to go to the end zone. Yeah. As, as good as Reed is as an offensive coach, he's bad in goal-to-go call, play calling. Yeah, under the heat of the moment. He, if you give him all the time in the world, yeah. he's great. You know, Andy Reed post bye week. It's amazing. But we saw also the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, yeah. how clearly Tampa Bay was better prepared for that game. Now, there was a lot of stuff going on on the side with the Reed family at the time, mm-hmm. so that right. might have pulled sure. his, his traction. But they have a whole set of other coaches, too. They should have been able to adjust. Um, okay, about the Bengals. They were very interesting because they're a young team that was a year too soon. They, were, they, they, they caught lightning in a ball. You're right. They did get very lucky at the right time. But there's a bunch of young guys with a young core coming together at the right time. Second-year quarterback, rookie receiver, second-year receiver in Higgins. They, they've got this young core. We always see it in every sport. It's always, they always arrive a year before you think they're ready. Now, their schedule's a lot harder this right. year. But they fit, went out and addressed the one thing they needed to do, and that was the offensive line. Yeah. Three strong improvements on that offensive line. Um, that, that addre- you know, if, you, if you give Burrow a nanosecond longer in the Super Bowl on fourth down, he finds that Chase has beaten Ramsey on that last play. Not holding on to that or anything, no. But that's all right. I, I tell you real quick, Mike. I want to follow up on the Cincinnati point. Look, I, I think Cincinnati's tremendous. I think Joe Burrow's a future Hall of Famer. I know it's early, early to project that. I just have disdain because he left my Buckeyes to go to LSU and he had to. <laughs> but that guy is so good, and and yes. Jamar Chase is so good. Mike and I oh, were overly we critical. We killed them for we the first eight them weeks. We for not taking Sewell. We yeah. could not be more wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, he's it, generational. He is generationally good. I, um, he's unbelievable. Yeah, and you know, there's always the Super Bowl loser hangover effect. That's always been a real thing. Yeah. Uh, See the last 14 quarterbacks that lost their first Super Bowl appearance never made it back. It's, it's an it's amazing, amazing trend. And teams that lose are traditionally yeah. don't make the playoffs the next year, <laughs> except for the Chiefs last year. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's, there, there's a lot of conflicting data. Um, I tend to believe in the, the talent that – they for the once and Paul Mike Brown is a good guy all of a sudden spending money. <laughs> what is going on here? I mean, again, two years in a row they've spent in free agency. I, I think you know you look at Marvin, Marvin Lewis is sitting there like, okay, couldn't that have happened once when I was a coach there? He, was, I'm grateful for Marvin Lewis. He turned around the Bengals franchise. They were a total utter laughing stock. Instead, and I know they didn't get over the top in the playoffs, and it was time for him to go when he did go. But he changed this whole franchise. He brought them some legitimacy. Before everyone in Hamilton County starts buying their Super Bowl tickets, I just want to remind you, Dan Marino made it to the Super Bowl in his second year. Never went back. Yeah, I'm aware of that. You know, but, that <laughs> but that's not predictive. That's, that's, I, a, that's a fun I stat. Yeah. Is it, and I always um, focus on this question because I don't know if I've ever gotten a clear answer. 
but as an analytics guy, somebody that believes, how important is it to have a top three kicker like McPherson on your team? What? How do you weigh that into how many games a team wins? How much does that like the you know, war for a baseball? So that's player. the funny thing is, I, I appreciate Great analytics, question. but I'm not like solely guided mm-hmm. by it, so I don't know the answer to that. Huh. But I know it feels good. It feels it's like a you know, ask any Ravens fan how good it is to have the greatest kicker of all time in Justin Tucker. Um, and how outrageous he wasn't that he didn't make the NFL all-time team at kicker. But anyways, it's it's huge. You know you get to a 50-yard field goal, it's money. Well, at that Tennessee game, I knew he was going to make it. Knew it before he even goes, oh, this is, this is game over. Kansas City game, same thing. It's game over. To both of your guys' point, think about this when you're facing off against the Ravens. You know, that kicking out against Detroit. Yeah. You're not even thinking anybody else in the world's got a shot to make that kick except Tucker. And when you play the Ravens, you go, my God, we got to defend to the 45-yard line. Otherwise, the game's over. Yeah. I mean, anywhere within that, the, Tucker's automatic. Or at Circa, they had the Survivor Contest. It was, <laughs> that was the big, biggest single play in the Survivor Contest that year. You know, a lot of people were on the Ravens that year. Yep. Or that week, I should say. And big, big favorite. And Detroit had them. I mean, there's all yes. those things that happened. Fourth in, what, 23? Three or something like that they converted on that that the lions doing some dumb stuff down the stretch uh at, right before halftime there's another dumb play there was all these things it was serendipity that the ravens won that game but it was also justin tucker being so amazing i want to talk about some um Bengals props uh and see if if you have an opinion on them the three receivers chase higgins boyd uh in terms of touchdowns chase is at 11 and a half higgins seven and a half and boyd five and a half give me that higgins one all day all day. And that's even 115 both ways. So minus 115 uh, on the over. Um, receiving yards. Chase, 1250 and a half. Higgins, 975 and a half. Tyler Boyd, 795 and a half. I mean, I don't know where to. I, I, I don't know where I'm pessimistic about that, but mm-hmm. I'm a big T. Higgins stan. I mean, I, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over on Higgins for sure. And I kind of like Boyd's actually, too, because the whole league knows about Chase now you got to be able to, they're going to try to adjust, and the Bengals are going to counter-adjust. And quick before we go, mix in rushing props. Rushing touchdowns, 10.5. Rushing yards, 1,050.5. And rushing and receiving yards, 1,350.5. I will take the under just because he's been uniquely durable, and I don't think that's something that is necessarily bankable. All right. When we come back, more NFL with Jeff Erickson, including taking a look at who's going to be the standout quarterbacks this year. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with their new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's a whole new game. Welcome back in to Odds On. I'm Mike Palmer, the Mall Shaw. Jeff Erickson joins us for another segment. Uh, and you uh, gave us some notes on props that you like on a couple of players, um, not necessarily on the Bengals that we asked you about. But let's start out with Rashad Bateman uh, with the Ravens. Receiving touchdowns this year, over under 5.5. There is 30 cents juice to the over. Receiving yards, 850.5, minus 115 both ways. And total reception, 70.5, 20 cents juice on the over. So we saw what Bateman did over the after he got healthy the last few weeks of the season. They started using him a little bit more frequently. Hollywood Brown is now in Arizona. He's going to be the top target. That's not named Mark Andrews. Um, I think there's enough room to go around this year. People don't realize that Tyler Huntley may have played well in a couple games, but he was not that good. He he got solved. They have Lamar back. Lamar, you know, is, is better as a thrower as he was two years ago, I think. And I think Bateman's going to be the primary guy in that uh, Ravens receiving court. Easier schedule this year. I think, you know, you love the Ravens. I know you love the Ravens this year. They're going to be a dynamic offense. You know, guys, one of the reasons I like Baltimore is, number one, the injuries last year. Humphrey Peters, Ronnie Stanley, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar. But the one thing with Lamar is he's the only quarterback I've ever seen that if he actually throws the ball with any kind of accuracy, he's going to flat out kill you. Yeah, Because absolutely. you're expecting him to be at about a 50% completion rate. I'm expecting Mark Andrews to get hurt one day because he throws such an errant pass and he's going to get him killed. But if he actually ever throws the ball with any kind of accuracy in a game, I feel like they become unstoppable because you can't tackle this guy in a phone booth. No, I agree. hundred percent agree. Um, and it just unlocks everything. Yeah. And it just, you can't double cover. You have to put the extra guys in the box. He's going to be out there on the Island and he's not really 
He's not a brand name receiver right now yeah. either. He's not going to get that intense coverage. I, I like Bateman. Was good at Minnesota. I think he's going to be very effective. Other uh, prop you like Travis Etienne, who we were big fans of yeah. at Clemson, rushing touchdowns over under five and a half yards, seven oh five and a half, and combined rushing and receiving yards, underrated ba- uh, out of the backfield as as uh, pass catcher, one thousand twenty five and a half. That's the only one that's juiced over minus a dollar thirty. Yeah, uh, I like both the, I especially like the Russian receiving yards uh, prop, though. There's a reason why it's juiced, yeah. um, because he's such a good pass catcher. He is a receiver that can play running back. Absolutely. Um, they did not have that at all last year. Trevor Lawrence is going to be better this year, too, by the way. Have an adult coaching the team. That always tends to help. Um, they have a better offensive line. They in, now they overinvest in wide receiver. I mean, they they set the mark with DJ Chark. I mean, not with Chark leaving and with going in and bringing in, uh, you know, a, a couple of different receivers and over you know, started off that free agent frenzy with wide receivers and trades because of the market being set with Christian Kirk. But ETN is going to unlock a lot of things. They did not have that guy last year. They did not, you know, Carlos Hyde. I know you're an Ohio State guy, but he is not a pass catcher, and he was getting reps over James Robinson. It was ridiculous, and uh, I don't know. That's all I can say about that. He's but. not a running back anymore either. No, he's not. He's not. He's a fullback. <laughs> I, I like your Travis ETN play here. First of all, this is a guy that missed an entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of be- uh, mileage at Clemson, but now he got a year to kind of rehab his knee and and just not take the punishment. The other thing is, I don't remember, guys, maybe you do, Trevor Lawrence in game 17 against the Colts. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember a quarterback where you saw the coming of age in a game and you go, okay, this guy just got it today and you can see it. And I feel like there's going to be a vast improvement. I don't think he's going to be Joe Burrow in year or two the way Joe was, but I think he is going to take a huge step forward. I like several of these props here. I particularly like the rushing five and a half. Yeah. Because I, I think he's a guy that can run between the tackles. He's got better speed than people realize when he gets on the perimeter. I think there's a pretty good play here. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Um, the only thing that bothers me is he still have some discord, like GM versus the coach versus the owner and all that, and trying to figure all that out. That that can t- maybe take away, but it shouldn't hurt ETN as long as he's healthy. And that's a big if. If is doing a lot of work here, but I, I think as long as he's healthy, he, he's going to be he's going to make those things pretty easily uh, in fantasy leagues. He's a guy that all the sharps are pushing up. He's going late second round, early third round in twelve team leagues now. I want to ask you about this division. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, just real quick in this division. Do you like Tennessee or do you like Indy? Or is there potential for you to pick someone? I mean, Houston or Jacksonville, you give them a shot. I, I like Indy. Um, they, you know, I don't know. if did you see guys see the uh, Chargers schedule uh, unveiling on Twitter? I did uh, They did. It was, it was hilarious. Awesome. They did this anime thing. And for the when they, Colts game, they had a merry-go-round with Pat McAfee operating it. And they had all the different quarterbacks coming through, and like Brissett and Philip Rivers had Philip Rivers on like a, a with a bolo tie and all that it was really clever. But point being is they've gone through so many different quarterbacks, and they got such bad quarterback play the last few years. Finally, they should get league average quarterback play, and that is about as good as you're going to get for the Colts, given the market that it was, there and given their salary cap constraints. But in that division, that's they should do very well. Tennessee actively did not invest they traded away aj brown they're starting all over with burks we'll see if that works robert woods coming back from a torn acl see if that works i don't think derrick henry is going to be the same back as we saw before we saw him in that playoff game and we know foot injuries like that don't ever fully go away famously on this network jeff i don't know if you're aware of it there was a debate between brent musburger and amal shaw about said quarterback you've mentioned here uh for props and that's Derek carr okay Derek carr's passing (laughs) touchdowns at 29 and a half, 20 cents juice to the over, and passing yards, 45, 50 and a half, actually 20 cents juice to the under. I, I like it. Um, I like that they went out and got Adams. I think the offensive line is better. I don't think they trust Jacobs as much. I think in the red zone, 
They're going to throw a ton in the red zone. He's got three great weapons now. He loves Renfro too. Um, I don't think Adams gets all that, but it it they're going to throw inside the five and through inside the ten more than you think. And I think that's why I really like the touchdowns prop. It's a pretty good one there. I was not as high on Derek Carr just to clarify. I, I figured as much. <laughs> I think when you look at it, they have now the best trio in football. Adams number one. Renfro's a tremendous slot receiver, and Darren Waller top three, top five tight ends in the league. To me, I can't think of a trio. Maybe there is somebody out there that you think of that's better, but I, I think this trio is as good as anybody in football. Yeah, um, I think it's right there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, Miami's got a great trio if you yeah. include Gasicki. Yeah. Bengals have a great trio if you include Tyler Boyd. Um, you don't necessarily tight end. <laughs> a little hyperbole. But yeah. Um, it, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, you know uh, Hunter you Henry just, can actually play too. Did I mean, you just say Tyler Boyd? Trio. Tyler Boyd. Okay. Just making sure. I like T. Higgins. No, I, I, Boyd is, you know, Boyd is a good, solid receiver. He's not going to be, he's not Higgins or Chase. I know that. But he is a solid, get that third down uh, conversion. He's going to, he's, he's a good player. He's not some like guy off the street. He's a second round pick. He was their leading receiver for a couple of years, but they have more dynamic guys now. You mentioned the Chargers and their schedule and fail. What do you think of the philosophy of this? We don't really punt, we go on fourth down. And, and in the long run, that's going to benefit us more. Are you buying into that and the way they executed it last year? Or does it give you apprehension? So there's two parts to that question. Mm-hmm. I generally like it. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about analytics before, how they can be misapplied at times. Mm-hmm. It might have gone a little too far. Um, but I like that. Generally speaking, I'm in favor of it. So many coaches are almost borderline cowardly when it comes like fourth and one, fourth yeah. and two, around midfield especially. Punting to the Chiefs is always a bad idea, it seems like. I mean, Cowardly punt index. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it happens all the time. Punt to win. You know, I go back to, you know, there was a charge, you know, when uh, Anthony Lynn was still the coach, there was a game against the Chiefs where they punted right in overtime against the Chiefs. In, it was, I think it was already in L.A. at that point in time. They, they dominated the first half against the Chiefs. The Chiefs caught fire in the second half, and there was no way they were stopping the Chiefs. They didn't stop the Chiefs. They lost the game in overtime. It was, it was like a fourth and two from like midfield. Like, I think that game was in Carson. Yeah, I think when so. When they were playing at the yeah. soccer stadium. Yeah, exactly. Good stadium, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to yeah, ask about this, this market because I find it interesting. Most receiving touchdowns okay. this year. The co-favorites are Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase at 5-1. to one. Mike Evans is 7-1. to one. Devontae Adams plus 750. Justin Jefferson 9-1. to one. Kelsey 12-1. to one. Stephon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb 14-1. to one. Um, I... You know, I like. I think there's some value in the Diggs line and the Jefferson line. Uh, Jefferson is going top three among receivers in every fantasy draft right now. It's always Cup, Jefferson, and Chase. Almost always in that order. So if I'm getting pretty decent price on Jefferson, looking at that from that standpoint. 14, uh, 12, yeah, fourteen to one. Uh, sorry, nine to one and fourteen to one on Diggs. I'm all. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a good point there with Stephon Diggs. I think he's a terrific receiver. I don't like Ceedee Lamb at fourteen to one. I think that should be higher on him. I don't necessarily see him getting to, to that level there. But um, what's the one thing that people could look at? I know you guys are heavily involved in fantasy. Maybe a guy that's a little bit underrated or undervalued that, you know, we're talking about receivers. You can go receiver, quarterback, wherever, running back that you think maybe some people are overlooking. Um, Jamison Grou- uh, Crowder in Buffalo. I mean, they like finding the third receiver. Gabriel Davis is awesome. And yeah. there's that's like the hot button issue in our community, by the way. It's like every every day there's like a think piece on why he's overrated or why he's rated too low and all that. There's enough to go around with Buffalo that Crowder is going to make a, uh, an impact there. I think he's going to get seven to eight, maybe even nine touchdowns, close to 1,000 yards in his own right. If I asked you who's winning the Super Bowl without saying the Bengals, who would you say? It won't be the Bengals. Um, ah. I, it's a good question. I think 
I, I put the Bills as a favorite. Um, I would probably say out of the NFC, uh, I want to. I'll tell you the team I'm most interested in watching. I don't know if they're, it's going to work, but the Niners. I really want to see what the Niners because they have a great roster. But is Lance going to be able to cut it? I don't know. Jeff Erickson, thank you for yesterday and today. We'll miss you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Up next, <laughs> betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.